Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. I'm here with Gesture. Hello. <laughs> so you were born in, was it New Hampshire? or Yeah. Yeah. Born in New Hampshire. Where you're um, in Nashua. Yeah. About like 45 minutes north of Boston, pretty much. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Are your parents from the Northeast as well? Um, yeah, my mom was born and raised actually in Nashua, and my dad is from Connecticut. So, yeah, we were pretty central yeah. to the Northeast. <laughs> yeah. what, what do they do? Um, well, my, my dad's done a lot of stuff. He, like, started out... Uh, I think like contracting and then he had a t-shirt screen printing shop for some of my childhood mm -hmm. and then that led to him having a somehow having a non-profit children's oh. like safety foundation like yeah. an educational foundation that's cool yeah so my whole family pretty much took part in that like during my childhood um, and that's what they still do today actually oh they work together yeah, yeah, oh, they, so everyone cute. works together. Wow. Yeah, I've kind of like came here and did my own thing, but my sister, my older sister still helps out, you know, a little bit doing her own thing. She still lives back home too, so, mm -hmm. yeah. Where do you get your creative side from? My creative side? Um, I don't know, I was kind of always more creative and like off the wall kind of kid. I just always loved music and being different kind of you know it's like mm -hmm. it's just I don't know where it came from but I guess maybe supportive parents like I had a drum set set when I was in like second grade like yeah not a lot of parents will like put I... up with that noise you know what I mean like yeah. they were just always like down for you know feeding my creative side I mm -hmm. guess and you also did piano back then yeah yeah I took piano lessons and drum lessons growing up always was in like a band Starting in high school, I like was a pop in, punk band, right? I was in a pop punk band. <laughs> I was I did a lot of different music projects. I did my own like auto tune pop music for a little while, experimented with that, mm -hmm. and like hip hop beats and everything. Yeah, actually, I was just gonna say, did some rapping stuff. Yeah, I did like a couple rap, hip hop like sample based. Yeah. Rap songs. Oh yeah! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel oh, do you remember all the lyrics? Yeah, still? I know this one. When for was sure. this made? Fuck. Um, well, I actually got in trouble at school and kicked out, and that's what that song is about. Oh. I can't remember what year though. <laughs> 2010 or 11, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I was like 20-ish. <laughs> yeah. What made you want to start rapping or hip hop? Um. I always, like, in high school, man, I wasn't, I didn't go to, like, a lot of parties and shit. I would just smoke weed with my friends and, like, freestyle rap, basically. Mm -hmm. I would listen to a lot of, like, MF Doom and that kind of hip-hop. So I would just, I would just, like, smoke weed and rap with my friends all the time. And then when I got, I was just always making music on my own, so it was just kind of, like, natural to try it out. I can, like, record it and try to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was really into it for a while. <laughs> Definitely a bunch of songs. It's like, I don't have this computer that I made those on anymore, but I have a lot of beats and shit too. Yeah. What kind of music were your parents playing in the house when you were growing up? 
Um, my dad would kind of like throw, like it was mostly just like pop music, alternative rock, like in the 90s, like just like stuff that's on the radio. I can't even think of any examples, like Third Eye Blind, like that kind of style. Um, and I remember actually when we were like maybe around 10 or 11, like we found the pop station on the radio. It was mm. playing like Space Jam. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, Space Jam, I love this song. And then it just like kept playing cool pop music. And I was like, damn, like we found like the pop station <laughs> like on the radio because my parents mostly listened to, I think, more like alternative. Yeah. And my dad, like he had like Beastie Boy CDs and like Moby and some jazz and like big band he kind of like all these random things so he would throw on some random music sometimes that kind of just was like stuck with me mm -hmm. you're also really into ghostly international right yeah i was super into ghostly international um how did you find it actually through a friend of mine because i had like the plug on this really exclusive torrent music site called what cd no called oink before what CD, I was on Oink. <laughs> Some people will know that and be like, damn. Um, and he, my friend would always be like, can you download these <laughs> CDs for me and bring them in to school? So I would actually kind of like secondhand get his music taste and like have it all on my computer. So I think that was the first time I heard like ghostly artists. And then, um, yeah, just like totally dove into that. Mm -hmm. It's just like cool electronic down tempo. Maybe like IDM, some would call it, but then like some hip hop, and um, I love that shit. I actually was obsessed with it, and like got hit up by this woman doing. You did a documentary, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, I got hit up to like talk about my obsession with Ghostly, pretty much, which I did terrible. I think the interview was really bad. I was like in high school, pretty young. But yeah, that's funny. Were you and your friends known as like the music kids in high school? Then you like knew all the music. Um. Yeah, I think so. I, I went to like I public I went to private school until high school. So I didn't have like a big I wasn't like the music kids. You know, I, I wasn't like the cool kids who like knew cool music, you know. It was like my first time in like a bigger population of people. So I would consider myself the music kid in high school, but mm -hmm. like I didn't like people didn't like come to me, like yeah. you know what I mean? Like I was just kinda like <laughs> off on my own. I tried to be cool but Yeah didn't really work out how do you describe yourself then back then well I was in like I was in marching band like I played the drums oh. so I was like a cool marching ki band kid you know like <laughs> but also was like still in marching band so I, like I said like I would just go and like smoke weed with my friends and like listen to weird obscure ghostly and like hip-hop and shit like that so mm -hmm. but still like also listen to like Ludacris and just like everything but yeah, I was kind of like to myself in high school. I was in like AP classes and shit like that too. So I was kind of, I guess it was a little nerdy, but it was like, yeah. I didn't do my homework, so. It just came easy to you. Yeah, it was, Grades I was are, one of those asshole kids who like got like A's and B's and oh like did God. no homework and like coasted by, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> I just like music and school sucks, so. What were your favorite <laughs> subjects? Um... Like history, I really like. I really like American history. Um, what about it? Well, I'm from New England, so like a lot of it took place there. And mm. I think that's probably what sparked my interest. Um, but I don't know. I just like I'm kind of a nerd about 
like when we I went on tour recently and just like every city would go to I'd kind of just like look at the buildings and think about like hundreds of years ago how this city started mm -hmm. you know like I like how places popped up in the middle of like railroad like tracks like across the country they would just need a city somewhere to like restock the food so then like yeah. cities exist like in the middle of nowhere because of that so I just kind of cool. like think about that shit and nerd out <laughs> <laughs> and then after you graduated high school you like took a semester off right to do like moving Uber? um that was after I got kicked out of school I did oh. moving I took like a semester off and went to a different school after oh this is college yes after, yes in college um, I went to like three different colleges. Yeah. And um, <laughs> then you do like film and then business. Yeah, I started off with film. Um, and then at Hofstra, it was like really expensive, and they were just like, "Here's how you like turn on a camera and point it at things." So like, pretty much knew that part already. So I was like, <laughs> "All right, I shouldn't go to school for this." Um, were you curious about film? Like, did you want to be like a yeah? I really director? wanted. I was super into film. I. I was super into film. I made like TV shows and that oh, was something, that was some other interest I had like when I was a kid. I would use like the really shitty camcorder my family would have and like shoot funny videos with my friends and, and stuff like that. So I was like, that was also one of my big interests. Mm -hmm. And What films were you inspired by at that point? Or um, still now? I was like into like, I don't know if it's just because I thought they were cool, but like at that time, like Pan's Labyrinth is a really big film that I loved like when I was going to film school and like what's that French movie about sleep some sleep I really care about this obviously it's a huge passion of mine just like really um hipster ass movies I really like Wes Anderson films a lot yeah. too like that kind of stuff artsy shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and what made you want to study business at the second college? Well that was like me being like alright well film studying film is like kind of a joke well just in, it was like I was more artsy and I knew how to like work all the technical shit so I was like if I'm gonna go to college for something and spend money I should just learn business because whatever I'm gonna do I'm gonna work on my own. That was my reasoning. I'll, I'll just take business classes because then I'll own my own business and I'll know what to do. But that shit really sucked because it was like accounting and I like hate math and numbers and doing that kind of stuff. So I was like, oh, I don't think I want to be a business major either. <laughs> I like really was like down for a little while. <laughs> I'm going to learn this stuff. And but, then? Yeah, and then so then I was like, all right, what else could I do? Maybe I was like, oh, I don't want to do business. I want to do art management. What uh, is that in I was like, because I wanted to do maybe music and like... Oh, like artists. I don't know. I, yeah. yeah, that wasn't it though, because at the college I was going to, art management was literally like museums and shit like that. Yeah. So I pretty much was just like, I can just take music classes and do that. You feel like you learn a lot from the music classes looking back? Um, well, so that I started taking music classes at the college I left, got kicked out of actually, and then went back to a different college and got, I learned a lot at music, the second music college I went to. Um, I actually had a really great teacher at that first college who taught me a bit about electronic music. Oh. Cause I was trying to do like the electronic music major, but I was going to school in New Hampshire and like, 
it wasn't like the most <laughs> it wasn't the most informative classes on electronic music the mm -hmm. teachers were a little more old school and like we're doing like tape cassettes and shit. yeah so. and you got into more like the electronic music you listen to through the boiler room set right there's one particular one so, you watched. yeah um well that was what got me into like zook bass which oh, was yeah. the style of music but i got i got into i re-got into electronic music as like EDM DJ music with like Rusco mm. and that kind of dubstep and then I went to like a music festival one summer in New in Massachusetts like this touring one called Identity Fest and I went there and like took like acid mm -hmm. but I don't think it was acid but I took something and I was really enjoying it in that cascade set <laughs> I was like shit man I think I want to be a DJ <laughs> and like I was making a lot of hip-hop and like rapping that was when I was doing that so I was like I'm gonna try to start making electronic music and see if I'm any good at that which I, do I wasn't really that good at it at first but got me more like I started DJing then at like really local small EDM events it was like electro house like yeah. that kind of style stuff <laughs> Were you going by a different moniker at that point? No, I was Gesture. I was Already? Yeah, I was already How long gesture. have you been Gesture? I think so. That was in like, right when I turned 21 was actually when I had my first Gesture gig. So, like seven years now. Oh. Yeah. 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 Like a while. Or I no, six years. Almost seven. It would be, mm -hmm. so it was like 2000, the end of 2011. How did you come up with the name? It's my initials. Mm -hmm. It's my name is James Stanley Tomaszewski Jr. So it's like J S T J R. And yeah, no one, not a lot of people know that or yeah. know how to pronounce it, which is always fun. <laughs> but it's getting, it's as I as I grow, more people know it, and it's almost like a fun conversation now, like on Twitter and stuff. Yeah, like I saw a lot of people. You tweeted, and a lot of people were like, "Ah, oh, I thought you were like just junior for the yeah, longest time." Yeah, yeah. It's like fun. I always make fun of it, so it's always like cool. At first, I was like, "It's not just junior." Like, shut up. <laughs> now it's just like I laugh at it. How are you getting your music out there initially? Um, just like SoundCloud. SoundCloud was way better back then. Like there was more of a. I don't know. It was just like cooler. People would like dig on SoundCloud and actually try to find cool music. I think it was that was like before reposts, you know. So it was a little different culture on SoundCloud, and like Facebook had like groups that people would actually post music in and like share. It was like the the last of like music forums, kind of. Um, so that was like when I first was making like first started making Zook bass, some people picked up on it and I would get blogs to support it and just like a smaller like global bass community. Yeah. That's like where it kind of got incubated. For the Zook bass stuff, were people around you making it or like? Oh, I mean a little bit. I was not, well actually kind of locally, like one of my friends that I made my first Zook bass EP with, his uh, DJ or producer name is Tusev and he lived in Vermont and I lived in New Hampshire so that was kind of cool like were these two like white dudes from New England trying to make this like Afro Portuguese music? Yeah. One of the first EPs of it. So yeah, we were kind of far away from each other, but we there were some people making it. But it was more of like this internet community. We would just like post new music. I would post music like every week, 
like multiple songs a week sometimes. We kind of just like would vibe off each other and challenge each other and someone would introduce this new like sound or like vibe and then some other people would recreate it. It was like a really awesome time for music, especially this style of music. Like I, not a lot, it doesn't really happen like that anymore, I feel like, um, but it was, it was awesome. A lot of people were just kind of inspiring each other at the time. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten backlash? Like, who's this guy making like Zouk African music? Um, n not really. I mean, there's been like very, very isolated cases of people like doing that. But I think like I've always been really genuine and like try to like actually do something genuine and like research and put love into it and like big up people who are making it elsewhere and I don't know I've always like been a huge part of the community you know so I think that that's that's helped like I'm a real genuine like part of the community mm -hmm. and were you also throwing like parties in like the northeast at yeah that point? I was throwing gesture and friends in Boston it kind of happened randomly like the first one, someone was just like, hey, the room's open, do you want to throw a party? I was like, sure, I guess I'll call it Gesture and Friends. And it went really well, so we kind of just kept doing them for a couple years. Oh, wow. It wasn't the best. Like, Boston's kind of a hard market to crack. I know. Especially with... <laughs> it's so difficult, because then just yeah. go there. Yeah, it's all, like, <laughs> bottles. It's just, like, bottle service, mostly. Yeah. The people who stay there are, like, medical professionals and lawyers and stuff, so... Not it's not like a great underground music, yeah. But also, since I've left, I've like learned of parties that I probably would have been like. There's a lot of cool global-based stuff happening there, um, but it's super underground and small. That's why LA is so great because there's so many people mm. here who are trying to make this kind of thing happen. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm glad I left Boston, but I did learn a lot, like about throwing parties. <laughs> having a local scene like that supports, you know? Mm -hmm. And then how long after, until Diplo started finding your stuff? Was he the first like big person who found your stuff? Um, kind, he was the, he was the first biggest person. Like yeah. the, the Zoukbase movement was started by this dude Bronco from Baraka Som Sistema. And he was pretty familiar with my stuff before Diplo was. Um, he was a huge, huge support and like, yeah, he, he was great help for me. Um, and then Diplo found like one of my bootlegs. Um, I don't know if it was that summer or, it might've been like that first summer that I was really working on Zouk Bass. Um, this was still when you were in school? Yeah, I was still in school. It was like my last, I had one more semester, like a fall semester, cause I took a semester off. So I had like fall semester and, and like that summer before, that summer I like just broke up with a long-term girlfriend mm -hmm. and I was like I'm gonna be done with school next winter and I just need to be able to like support myself on music by then yeah so I just like worked really hard like all day every day working on music and it, it really worked out like it ever since that time I've realized that just like if you put your mind to something you can do it because literally that's all I did like I had a small chance to do something and I just worked as hard as I could to make it happen and then so you graduated and then were you already paying rent with your money like 
Yeah, like, well, I did, I did move back home. Yeah. I was just living, like, by my college in New Hampshire, so I, I lived there for a few more months after school, and that's when I, like, that's when Diplo hit me up to work on, like, a major laser song. So I was still, like, living by my college then, and I was like, okay, this is tight. That's pretty cool. <laughs> like, things are looking up. So then, like, around that time is when I moved back home, and I was, like, starting to think about moving to L.A. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then you just decided one day to move here, or was there, like, a big turning point? Actually, now that I remember, after it took, like, a whole year, because after that, I hadn't heard from Diplo, like, a long time. I actually thought the song I had worked on wasn't going to come out. So that was actually kind of a hard year, mm. just living at home and kind of like working with my parents and working on music. I still was playing some shows like early on, I got to travel to Peru and play and like oh, wow. I was going to Miami Music Week every year. So things were pretty good, but um, that next year I like got to, well, I met, I met my manager now, Danny United, uh, came out here to play a party in LA and kind of met him like luckily too. And that kind of started inspiring me to like, I really got to get, get to LA and live close to him and like start building something out there. So then, yeah, I toured Australia and then that song for Major Lazer came back around and I got a little money for that. And I was like, all right, this is the most money I'm ever going to have. <laughs> so I should move to LA right now. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so you moved and then you were just living off music by that point. Like you're already touring, you're already like... Yeah, it was, it's still pretty hard. I mean, it was super tough then. Me, my girlfriend and I moved together, so splitting rent was oh, really yeah. nice. It, was, yeah. it makes it a lot easier, <laughs> still makes it a lot easier. Um, but we like found a place on Craigslist that was like for sublease and we was like never saw it before we moved in. And like, yeah, like, <laughs> we got there at like 3 a.m. We packed like two suitcases and a couple boxes that we shipped through UPS. And like we got there and it was like roach infested and really no. nasty. Uh, yeah, it was, it was like I've never experienced that either yeah. like, in my whole life. So I was like, all right, all right. <laughs> this is real as fuck. <laughs> um, so we spent a little while there. We, I mean, we lived there for a while. It was really tough. I was just like started throwing a party out here too called Plugged in LA mm -hmm. with my friends Late Night Laggers. But it was tough at first for sure. I mean I've only been here for two and a half years so this is this is the <laughs> not so distant uh, past you know. Yeah. Like, um, we lived in historic Filipino town not too far from here. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah that's when like stuff really started to pick up about a year ago I guess and like the party started doing well and like I played Coachella last year and that was kind of like the Heineken house and from that point on it was like really felt like the local fan base was starting to grow here mm -hmm. yeah. I needed the taco stuff for the taco yeah <laughs> maybe you want to like do the different parties in LA yeah well I just like love I kind of like made the switch to like doing more Mumbaton and like Latin American slash Mexican like inspired stuff because like first of all this is the neighborhoods I'm living in like I live like right next to Boyle Heights right now it's just like inspiring like that's the kind of shit I love so that's kind of my fan base and I like love I've always made 
carnita tacos is like one of my best recipes. I love cooking. Mm -hmm. So I kind of just like, it just seemed like a no brainer to like do something different. <laughs> like I love cooking for people and like I get as much joy out of that as I do sharing music. So I it was that. just like, <laughs> you know, open a restaurant. I, I mean, I would love to open a restaurant one day. That'd be <laughs> awesome. I think I will. How do you say your music has changed since the early songs you made? Uh, maybe they've gotten more like simple and straightforward in a good way. I think I've always like liked being really different and like switching it up and uh, I've kind of like eased off that a little just to instead of being like self-indulgent being like yeah this thing I made is so cool and like different it's more like stuff that's more easily palatable by everyone you know what I mean and like mm -hmm. I don't know I, I would say definitely just simpler but in, in a good way mm -hmm. how do you say you've grown as a person since when you started oh man I've grown like complete like the person I am now is like all because of music and like I'm from like I'm from New Hampshire I didn't travel a lot as a kid went to like Florida and like Disney World you know, so I didn't really experience a lot of too too many different cultures or just like seeing different ways of life. So, I mean, literally music has taken me all around the world and just like everywhere I go, I learn so much and just about like people. So yeah, who I am now is completely different because of music. What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? Um staying true to like what I love and staying true to myself because it's maybe not what's like super popular at the moment but it's like what I love I see like a lot in this EDM dance music industry it's kind of like a lot of the same and people like to like emulate what they see is really popular so that's been a really big challenge because I've been struggling to you know, keep at it, but I'm always true to myself, even if it's like not the most popular or, you know, like playing like a giant EDM festival. I get some like hate sometimes because I'm playing like reggaeton and boombaton and even just like throwback hip hop music. Like I like to like have a, make a giant house party and, you know, it's like not what everybody loves. So it's just like, that's definitely the biggest challenge and struggle for me. But I, I've definitely made it happen. Yeah. And it's finally starting to kind of be like, you know, fruitful for me. Mm -hmm. What does success look like to you? Um, that's a really great question. I think I'm still trying to answer that question for myself <laughs> every day. I mean, I, I don't think I know the answer to that right now, but just like, obviously, I think this is like the really cheesy, like generic answer, but just like comfort and happiness in my own life mm -hmm. would make me feel successful. Um, but also like inspiring a whole like generation of music, like kind of like what Matt Deason and Diplo have done and just like, that's, I would, that would be really um, rewarding for me. I like to like pull sounds from around the world and, and like highlight them. So maybe some kind of like record label like a global record label kind of thing would be really, that would be a really great 
that's a big goal of mine for sure. How has your relationship with Madison changed over time? Um, I would say it's it's stayed pretty consistent. I don't do like I don't do a whole lot of stuff with them, but when I do, it's like something really important to me, and um, it's always like a pleasure to be able to work with them because that's like a label that's inspired me from the very beginning. So mm. yeah, I, I mean, I love Paul Devro. He's like he's the musically he's one of the weirdest dudes around <laughs> and he inspires me like I had like I've done an interview with him because I did a podcast for a little while very little while but I have an interview with him and it's really cool I, you should check it out yeah um he's just like the greatest musical mind and he likes a lot of cool music that yeah. no one's heard of what does love mean to you what does love mean to me I think hmm that's another really hard question to answer, obviously. Um, I think love is super, is a feeling more than it is a, uh, something you can put into words because love is pretty crazy, but um, something that I've more recently been really into is just how we're like all the same energy, all humans are the same energy inside different like containers you know so i think love truly at the since we're all the same love is just like knowing that you know like knowing that we're all the same in like a general sense and like appreciating that about everyone and like having patience with everyone mm -hmm. and and removing your ego and dealing with other people because we're all kind of just like putting on a show for each other sometimes. I think love between two people, maybe not like romantic love, but love between two people is like being able to take the, all the masks away and mm -hmm. really understand each other as just being the same. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. What do you love about your girlfriend? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> she moved to Los Angeles with me and helped me wow. pursue my dream, so. She's the best, man. She's she's awesome. I mean, that's that's the one reason. But she's always supported everything I do, and she's also a musician, and we work oh, together on so on some of her stuff. So yeah, she's she's awesome, man. We're the same. We just like attach at the hip sometimes, and just like do everything together. Yeah, yeah I love that. We're the best. <laughs> Last question: What do you want to be remembered for? Um. Kind of relating to the to what I was saying, like a struggle of mine, but I just want to be remembered for being a genuine, like a genuine musician who loves music and and creating and inventing and being original and yeah, like bringing art into the world and and celebrating other other people's great art. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, no problem. <laughs>